Hello and welcome to the Clifford Strong podcast where encouragement comes from our fellow students and teachers from Grafton High School who have a desire to make an impact. And today, Sky and I are interviewing Mr. Marklin, who is a coach at Grafton High School and also a guidance counselor. So mm. So, all the yeah, tea. welcome, this is Mr. Marklin. Um, I know you're like really, really extroverted and style, stylish, <laughs> stylish, <laughs> and um, and I know that there's a lot of people that know who you are, even if they don't know who you are. So um, we just wanted to ask you a few questions. Sure. Um, what's up with uh, today's outfit? We just um, get, well, get on started. It was then. a it was a teacher work day today, so oh, I got bummer. to be a little more casual. And then football, we are right back at it in the weight room. Uh, the basketball players, the wrestlers, uh, the winter sports are over, so we were in there getting some work in today. Getting um, the off season is on its second wave, um, so we're really excited to have a pretty good turnout despite school not being there. Um, you know, a lot of guys in seven eight weeks were hitting new personal records. Hey. Um, we're going to keep building. Mr. Gavin actually joined us. Of and he uh, he put in some good work, put in a uh, bench two twenty five. Solid. So if he's got an extra year of eligibility, maybe we'll give him a call <laughs> next fall. See if see if he can still fit in a helmet. Um, so yeah, no, we're looking good. So anytime I can be casual, I know I try to dress up during the school week, bow tie Tuesdays, bow tie Tuesdays, things like that. I didn't know that. You, yeah. Uh, well, well, my first <laughs> nice. my first year, I got mistaken by as a student by a teacher who had been at Grafton for a long time. I was in like a t-shirt and I tucked my name tag into my pocket and then they were like, uh, sir, where are you in the bathroom right now or what class are you? And I turned around and I like just dangled my lanyard and they were like, oh, sorry, Mr. Marklin. So like I try to dress up a little bit more uh, early part of the week, bow tie Tuesdays. I love, love rocking a good bow tie and then I start getting a little more casual. So, But anytime I can be in sweats, something dry fit, something comfy. All right, well, next question. What struggles or challenges did you face as a young high schooler and how did you overcome those challenges straight into the series so let's straight yeah into right into series. it so let's roll the clock back 12 13 years um to senior year i know right 13 <laughs> no it's not years. bad yeah, it's not that it's bad, not that bad. you're yeah. doing calculations um, in your head just like, yeah, yeah i know yep. oh my gosh um, my mom's so, older than you oh no <laughs> i love you mom well i'd hope so <laughs> Yeah, but like, okay, moving on. Anyway, um, so, so let's see, 2010, I was going into my senior year. Um, high school, I, I really enjoyed high school. I was glad that I was did multiple sports, football, basketball, soccer, um, was involved in the student body, um, most school spirited, and I'm glad that that carried uh -huh. over, so now I get to work in a high school. Yes. Um, so I think... You know, I was fortunate that a lot of things came naturally to me in high school. You know, I didn't, like, I tried out for a team and I knew I was going to make it. Or it was like, you know, okay, if I want to be in a club, I want to give it all I've got. And I think when I reflect on some of the challenges, um, getting my first rejection letter from my dream college was a really mm -hmm. big kind of setback because prior to that, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, if I would try out for the football team, I'm going to make it. Or like, oh, yeah, if I go out for basketball, who's not going to pick the six foot four guy? Um, but when I applied to the Naval Academy, I thought that it was a sure fit. The leadership, the qualities that that academy had I was like, yes, this is me. I'm the poster child. Just put me on their website because I'm your guy. And I just didn't get in. And I remember like, what? I didn't put any other applications in. I was just totally, I remember slumping in my dad's lazy boy chair in tears, just being like, 
I'm just I'm just gonna work at Chick-fil-A for the rest of my life. And I'm just like, nothing's gonna happen. And my dad told me he's like, son, he's like, you got twenty four hours to feel sorry for yourself and then you have to keep moving. Mm. Because the world's not gonna stop turning and if you sit and sulk, like it's gonna leave you behind. And I was like, okay. And so I just focused on being the best version of myself that first half of senior year. And um, I was fortunate that I got recruited by a couple different colleges. And I found my college, Hampton, Sydney, go Tigers. And um, <laughs> that's the only time I'll say go Tigers. We're here for Clippers otherwise. <laughs> um, and so that just kind of showed me that like failure is going to happen and you can either choose to be like defined by it or you can choose to move on um, and r- reflect on where you could have improved. And then if you want something bad enough, then you'll keep improving. So that was a big struggle. Um, and then... I was involved in so much stuff that I had a lot of circles of friends, but I didn't have a deep like go-to circle. And so, (laughs) yeah. So it was like football, basketball, uh, soccer, uh, key club, uh, youth group, uh, fellowship of Christian athletes, like all this stuff. And and because of my personality, like it was kind of infectious, and people would reach out to me, but I didn't feel like I had those go-to people. Um, and I ended up kind of becoming the Dr. Phil of my friend groups. So they'd be like, oh, let's call Scott. Like, hey, you want to go to McDonald's? Run? Like, my girlfriend broke up with me and I just need someone to talk to. Um, and now I get paid to help out high schoolers <laughs> with their problems. So it definitely kind of evolved from there. And that was a blessing in disguise. But um, really wishing that, you know, not that I dialed back, but that I just invested more into the people than just getting the activity to pad my resume or get another sports accolade. So those were kind of the two big things as I reflect back on high school. That's crazy cool. I definitely can like connect to you on that that hopper mentality where you you don't have a specific friend group, but at the same time, like everybody's chill with you. You just are you, and you mm-hmm. just survive. So I definitely understand that. This is a unique way to to manipulate that situation to mm-hmm. be in your favor and, yeah. and help other people while you're at it. Mm-hmm. But it was a little draining. Like I had to realize like I'm, o- I'm only 16, 17. Like I cannot be that person at 3 a.m. on the phone with you. Like I'll see you at school tomorrow. We'll hang out on the weekends, but you got to learn to, it's okay to pour yourself out, but you need something to refill too. Right. And regulate that and keep you important as well. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just now learning that. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's a I'm good time to learn. Nothing it. wrong yeah. with that. It's a good time to learn. Future school counselor? Uh, Ooh. Okay. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe like doctor, but like, mm, probably not. Okay. Okay. Maybe. I'll, I'll update you if, there, if that uh, changes. Right. <laughs> what else we got? Um, what Ooh, advice good one. do you have for young high schoolers in today's world? I know it's just a, a little different than how you grew up. Oh yeah, we <laughs> didn't have we, we didn't have supercomputers in our pockets. Um, I think the iPhone three came out, and that's but like the social media, the quality cameras, you know, like worrying about social media and stuff was like I had to get mom's permission to make a Facebook. Like that was a big social media thing. So thinking about what's going on and my observations, and uh, anyone who comes to see me in my office knows I'm full of. Mr. Markland isms or quick kind of tidbits of advice. <laughs> um, I would say to start to reflect on what is the best version of yourself and for you to decide that. Not for mom and dad, not because your classmates, but for you. What is the best version of you and not necessarily focus on a title or an accolades, but character qualities. Mm-hmm. And then think, what do I have to do to become that person? 
and start making steps towards it. And that way, when you hit something that's difficult, if you have a strong enough why, then it doesn't matter what type of challenge that it faces. If the why is strong enough, you can make it through. Um, so I would suggest to you guys in high school, like you don't have to have it all figured out, but just have a general picture of what you want to strive towards. And keep yourself open. Not Don't have one school in mind. Don't have one major in mind. Don't have a specific set of classes or a specific sport, because then you might miss out on becoming more of that holistic person. There. That's why you did so many sports when you were younger, too. Yeah. You I kept thought, yourself open. I did. And I was like, you know, basketball was like a kind of a given. And then in high school, I was like, well, like the soccer coach actually approached me. And he hmm. was like, um, what's your name? I was a, I was finishing basketball practice and the soccer coach approached me and he was like, what's your name? And I was like, Scott Marklin. And he's like, put your arms out. And I was like, and he goes, yeah, that's about half the goal. You want to come play goalie for me? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so sure enough, like my reaction time from soccer helped me with football. Mm-hmm. My endurance and running the court and basketball helped me with other sports. So like everything complements each other. And so like to think like I have to only be this one club, there's only this one sport or only this one type of class that I'm pushing myself. And it really kind of, it would have robbed me of that whole person development. Now, question for you. As okay. a multi-sport athlete as well, I'm kind of like, in your situation okay um where i'm just doing everything um especially my senior year which one was your favorite it was definitely football i mean i my high school we were the warriors so like the the atmosphere of games we had our own field so we got to have some more traditions we had a guy ride out on a horse and like throw a spear <laughs> like oh like gosh. a native american like he got permission from the local tribe to like decorate his face and like ride a horse out and so like that type of atmosphere was great it it helped that it was what i was the best at and where I would have a future in to continue my education Um, but just the atmosphere of football you know the fact that you could be aggressive and that was my outlet for being aggressive obviously didn't want to get in trouble in school for doing something Um, so yeah football was definitely what I felt that I was called to Mm -hmm. you know skill set the brotherhood that happens when you're running sprints out in the heat and uh, basketball was fun but I wasn't that good (laughs) they just wanted me for my height and uh, soccer was fun for a year or two but as I realized I had a future in one sport as colleges started talking to me I was like yeah yeah we're gonna concentrate a little bit more but I didn't let it come at the expense of at least trying something new fair that's that's really cool yeah Yeah. (laughs) so talking more along the lines of sports and coaching and whatnot Mm -hmm. so what is a funny or embarrassing story from like you coaching or like starting out as a coach at Grafton um, to or now? Maybe like, not even at Grafton. Like, maybe not at maybe Grafton. Maybe even when you were a high schooler, like some weird thing that you might have done that's uh, that, that's appropriate. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll, we'll start when I was in high school since we were still, that was the first question. So um, first game of the season, Crosstown Rival is the equivalent of Grafton Tab. We hated those guys. Like if you saw them in their sweatshirts at the mall, because going to the mall was the big thing. Oh yes. Um, and we would just like you'd give them that look or the be like, 80s. "I'll see you on Friday." Um, <laughs> and so I was the speaking captain. So like we would run out onto the field right after the guy on the horse threw the spear, and I'd take my helmet off, and all the guys were jumping, and 
the emotions, the anger, just like it was our first game. We had all this work built up through August for the first game in September. And I just so many four letter words that I should that I'm not gonna <laughs> say. So much anger, like, we're gonna punch him in the mouth and step on him and then take their girlfriends after the game. Like it was like so oh like God. just like all this like pent up aggression. And then I turned around and the the equivalent of Wavy Ten, the local news guy, was standing behind me with a camera, just like shaking and he approached me after my speech and he's like I have to do so much editing if we're gonna get that on the news and I was just like oh my gosh my mom's gonna be so disappointed in me like you know coach Scott and Mr. Marklin are two like alter egos now here at Grafton but like me with a helmet on and like full on you know war paint and like and then I was just like oh my gosh I'm so embarrassed like you know they, they, so that's and there's a time and place for that and we don't bring it into school and vice versa so that was definitely as a player now as we reflect back on Grafton we have some amazing <laughs> players over the years I've been coaching not so much an amazing record so that's a little mm. bit that we can laugh at now you know we're really glad of the progress we've made now we're six and four the last season and um, oh, yeah. uh, but there was a time where I was you know the guys were getting ready for the game and I'm just like thinking about what I'm gonna say um, but we had the speaker in the locker room and the guys were like my phone was hooked up to the speaker and one of the guys was like, Coach, we really want to play this song. And I was like, but you can't find it because it's some new rapper and you got to YouTube it. And I was like, okay, all right. So all these guys are listening to the last song, like head bobbing, just getting in the zone. And so he types in the song and I was planning my vacations. Like, so we pull up YouTube and he goes to pull up the song and like, we're, we're about to play like Lafayette. It's like a really like big game mm -hmm. and the guys are all pumped. And all of a sudden it's like, want to get away? Southwest Airlines has the flights you need and so like it totally just <laughs> killed the mood in the locker room all the guys were like ah like, where the ass come from come on and they're now. like coach can we get on that plane like maybe we don't <laughs> no it, so that was a little bit embarrassing and then uh, my first the first game I ever coached I was so like nervous just trying to get all the logistics and the game plan together I didn't yeah. even realize my polo was on backwards <gasps> oh I hate that and no one said anything how like, is your polo I, on backwards so not no sorry not not <laughs> It was it was it backwards? I think it was backwards. And like everyone was just like, maybe coach is really superstitious. Like maybe that's his thing. So so I'm sitting there and I'm like and I had I guess I had like that eye of the tiger game face again and they were just like, dude, like I could Turn imagine like Dill, Dill Ball or someone was like, dude, just don't say anything. Like he's in the zone. Like don't I'm not gonna are you gonna tell him? I'm not gonna tell him. So that was a big so that's some some part definitely some personal embarrassment there. Um I've had like and some of the players too, but like I've like my voice is squeaked in the middle of the like <laughs> rallying the troops like all right guys i know it's only 14 zero at the half but we're gonna get them and i just like and so it's totally like so having that self-forgetfulness as a counselor definitely pays off when you are a coach i feel so. like uh that even that just makes it better i feel like like before a game is such a tense moment that if you can laugh about it and just enjoy yourself, exactly. I feel like it makes the game so much better. So I feel, I'm glad that that actually and happens. And show your team that you're human, that yeah. you're not perfect. Like, <laughs> right. And even if they don't play perfect that game, it's okay because they know that they can keep moving on and keep right. moving forward. The game's not going to go perfectly. And exactly. you can take what you do seriously without taking yourself too seriously. Yeah, that's right. good. So, there's another Mr. Marklinism. Mm. <laughs> right. um, speaking of your Mr. Marklism, Mr. Marklandism. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Yes. Um, what's up with all the quotes? Like, um, like in you, general. Like or? I know you have a quote board in your room because I, I, 
um, as a student aide for working for the office, mm-hmm. um, I would go in and change it all the time for you and skyify it. But yes. uh, I never knew the backstory behind why you did that. Yeah, so I learned early on when I was getting my degree in school counseling that you have to know who you're working with. And when I think about high schoolers, I always wanted them to have a takeaway from their meetings with me. And obviously when I meet with a student or a family, like everyone's needs are different, but um, I try to have like one universal theme for, could be the week, it could just be something that's on my mind. Um, When it comes to like, if the holidays are coming up, I'll quote Elf and I'll put something on there just to spread some cheer or if it's Thanksgiving, something for gratitude. Um, So I think that regardless of what people are going on what's going on in their lives, I try to keep that quote of the day or the thought for the week, excuse me, um, more universal. And one of my favorite moments is like when I'm talking with a student and they're sharing like what's going on, like they feel maybe some academic stress or there's stuff going on at home or they don't really have a sense of direction. And I just, the quote of the week and the thought for the week just so happens to perfectly line up. And I just Mm. like go Mm. and they look and they're like, yeah, I know. And, and so it's just what it's like, it just so happens. Like it definitely feels like the universe was trying to tell them something. Uh, my dad would text me a thought for the week for all four years of college. Oh, and that meant a lot really to cool. me. It really looked up to my dad. And um, so that him sending that thought for the week would really help put things in perspective. You know, if I called him on Sunday after I had a bad game, he would, you know, he sometimes he would make the thought for the week something relevant to me, but he would include me and my other two brothers in the thought for the week. And so that kind of helped me. And if I help one student, whether they read it and say like, wow, that quote was great. Or if they don't, and and they just keep it to themselves like i like to think that it has that extra impact that they have something to take with them a little fortune cookie wisdom they can keep in their back pocket well what's your fortune cookie wisdom like what's a main quote that you could go back to and like you're like this is my quote yeah like like senior the senior quote if you could redo your senior quote what would it be well i definitely would redo my senior quote what was your senior quote Oh, no. What was your senior oh, quote? Real talk. Uh, so let's see. From I was in high school from 2006 to 2011. That works out, I think, math-wise. Um, and that was right when the Dark Knight trilogy came out. So oh, my Lord. quote was, it's not who I am underneath. It's what I do that defines me. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, and so, and I think because at the time when people saw me on the surface, it was like, oh, he's the football captain, he's the sports dude, like that's all he is. He must just be a dumb jock. And I was like, well, I'm not just my titles. There's more. It's what how I act that really defines my character. So at the time, 17 year old Mr. Marklin was like, yes, this is perfect. And then as I look back um, now and like a quote for anyone, um, we talked about this before we started, but I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I'd give up Marvel, DC, Harry Potter. Come on, come on. For the OG Lord of the Rings extended, not theatrical, extended trilogy. Mm -hmm. And my favorite quote is, um, from Gandalf where you know we're talking about like I wish tough times never happened I wish none of this was brought on to me and Gandalf says um, now I'm gonna forget um, <laughs> so it would and no one would want these bad times but that's not for us to decide all we have to do is decide what to do with the time that has been given to us and when I think about my students that might be in tough situations or in great situations with choices and opportunities in front of them Um, I just think like they have so much going on in their mind and they don't know what to do. It's like, what can you do with the time that you have to get to where you want to go? 
and mm-hmm. I just always think like that quote like regardless of your status where you're coming from where you're headed to like look at what you have look at what sh- what time you have and where you're trying to go and make a decision and follow through with it we look at kind of the high school interactions or like when there's times where it's like where's this tension coming from or like really mm-hmm. like we're gonna like call call a name at a specific group of people in the hallway or just stuff like that is like there's always something to love about somebody and you don't have to relate to someone's experience to relate to their emotion so to remember that like you know for to say you've got someone in drama that's rehearsing their lines and really trying to nail this part and like if you look at someone in the hallway and they're like well that's different but then the football player who paints his face in black and like screams to like get himself ready for a game like equal amounts of passion and care just in different circumstances yeah right like you don't have to necessarily get the other person but if Mm. if empathy focuses on emotion not experience and so like to share that love for someone i think is is really huge i would say like we just need a little bit more love and understanding will go a long way i kind of wish that uh our generation had more empathy like i the more that i think about it the more that i look back at like how my parents are how they were how they Mm. described living their teenage lives and comparing it to us i think it has something to do with technology honestly because Mm. we hide so much behind our screens that we can't express our feelings the way that we should and understanding them so i think that has something to play with it's not all of it but i think it has something to play with it and i think that um if we just took the time to understand how people are feeling and question why they're feeling the way they are Mm. then we could understand so much more of how we act why we act and be more like together as a community Mm. well like with technology too like well when the next word in your text is suggested for you it's really hard to be authentic it's like half the time if you just tap the middle button on your phone it will complete the text for you and it'll be like kind of ballparkish like correct versus like if i were to write someone and tell them how much i miss them since they moved or if i were to write a note saying how much i appreciate you as a friend like you have to choose your thoughts and your expression emotions or the emoji that's suggested for you doesn't exactly match how you're feeling but we choose it because it's safer and we think it's going to be better received so yeah, I definitely think that yeah. that technology definitely has had an impact on how we how we feel things for ourselves and then try to express it to other people. Yeah, we've kind so. of just taken in safety over personal. Just a it's safe. safe. People yeah. will get it, and safe. then then you'll realize when you're. 12, 13 years out of high school and you look <laughs> back and you only had X amount of people at your wedding from your high school time and that's going to be the people who got you in those moments of authenticity that right. were there mm-hmm. for you when you played your last football game and who gave you a hug or who was there when you didn't get into your school and they said, hey man, like you're still an awesome person, like don't let this define you. So you remember that stuff, but remembering yeah. too, like you don't have to be accepted by everyone, especially in a place like high school where you're forced to go to the same place because of where you live right, versus right. like the friends that you get to choose and so you hold on to those relationships a little bit more yeah yeah do yeah. you still love everybody anyways oh yeah and you go out and you like express your purpose to everybody um and you let people know like this is where i stand come with me or don't be my ride or don't right. no no worries but um 
yeah, I think that's I think that's good. Yeah, Dang. and then as you look back on your life and your actions, you're like, at least I chose love. Yeah. Like at least I chose love in that situation, regardless how someone's like, why are you being so nice? Like I'd rather someone be like, why are you so nice? Why are you such a good person? Than someone to be like, wow, why are you such a jerk? Like if like I had to choose how people describe my disposition or like how we interact with each other, I'm always going to choose that kindness and love instead. Right. And that's speaking coming from the football of, coach. Speaking of love. I wanted to ask a random question. Ooh. How did you and your wife meet? <laughs> oh wow! How did this is another embarrassing story. So, so. <laughs> wait, can I ask first? Okay, I don't know too much about you. So, okay. um, how long have you been married, and what's what's your wife's name? So my wife's name is Kara. Uh, I have awesome. been married. Hey, hon. <laughs> I have been married for almost five years. Wow. Five? Yes. Yes. Five. It feels like five. It doesn't feel longer or shorter. I have to tell her that. It feels like 50 years. She's like, what? No. Um, so I've been married for five years. Um, we started dating going into our senior year of college, but we met freshman year. Um, so it was like the first weekend after football camp was over. We didn't have practice that Saturday morning, and we were on campus, and someone's like, hey, you need to come over to the Ki-Fi house. We've got a Leonard Skinner cover band playing. And I was like, that sounds like a good time. So we go. Um, and I was just college jerk. Like I had a snapback on backwards <laughs> with the Hawaiian <laughs> button down, like just like fratting it up. And so my college was actually an all men's college. Oh. Um, it's one of the few all men's colleges left. But my wife went to Longwood University, which was like 10 minutes down the road, and they were like 70% female. They used to be all women's, and then they went public, and they went co-ed. So her and her roommate and her friends were like, oh, hey, there's this band that's going to be at Hampton, Sydney. We should all go. And so I'm 6'4", and I see this six-foot-tall blonde volleyball player, and she's the tallest girl there, literally standing at her, out of a crowd in more ways than one, because of course she was beautiful, and I was like coming down the stairs, and I was like what's up ladies, can I like show you around, and my wife was like, you're a tool <laughs> <laughs> don't come near me and my friends, and you can hit me up when you grow up oh, <laughs> and I was just like snap. I like and that. I was like, wow, like, <laughs> really, like, freshman Scott was just, like, you know, first interaction with, like, college girls, and, like, oh, and then it was, like, <laughs> like, shut down. <laughs> and um, so, fortunately, um, Mark Zuckerberg and the Facebook people aligned things back up after we had each gone through some relationships of our own and learned some things about ourselves mm -hmm. and suggested friend, Kara Lowell. And I was like, oh, oh okay. And then, um, so I was like, yeah, she's, she's cute. And so I, you know, accepted her on a, as friends and liked some pictures and she liked them yeah. back and commented on people's posts that's how you flirt no, nowadays there was no there's no dms it was all public like and so so she's like okay like i'm gonna message him and i was gonna message her we both had our chats up at the same time and she beat me to it and so we're like hey and i was like hey and she's like do you remember me like from freshman year and i was like oh my gosh like i'm never gonna get a first date with this girl because that's her only memory of me and sure enough we started hanging out we went to local pizza shop and shared a pizza and we're talking about each other's lives and um so i know and and so she played college volleyball 
And so she understood my passion for sports, so like the eye black, the screaming. And, and my mom even said, she's like, you know, the girl you end up marrying is going to be screaming at a football game with her your number painted on your face, <laughs> like telling you to work harder. And sure enough, like she made a custom jersey t-shirt with my name on the back. Oh. So she was wifey material from the start. And I just took me some time to realize it. So, That's um, so cute. she now works at Bush Gardens okay. in their marketing department, which is really oh, cool. So like wow. I get like an inside scoop on like new coasters and new projects and oh. she's even asked me if I could model whenever they're doing <laughs> once in a while in a photo shoot. I'm not model material, obviously, you know, but like, <laughs> you know, they have specialists for that. But she's she's really talented at what she does. You know, she's a graphic designer. Um, I'm just I'm really proud of the work that she puts in and so yeah, we've been living here four years five years now while i was in grad school and now working at Grafton, we live in williamsburg and we have a beautiful life together we have a dog named bear oh bear that's because he's fluffy like a teddy bear <laughs> um, so, cute. so yeah so that's the markland household cool Leo. that's awesome letting me ramble on a side note question but of course i had to you had to it's a side shout note out question. to mrs markland hey you're hey so girl. pretty i've seen pictures of you in his office <laughs> well i think this is like the best podcast oh. we've had. I loved every single minute of it. Love getting to know you. Love getting to know Sky's crazy side a little bit more. <laughs> and um, can't wait to see what the rest of this year holds mm -hmm. for, for all of us. Yeah. And um, again, thank you so much for being oh, so willing no, to come on cool. to the podcast. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to share. Um, yes. Students, go see your counselors. We're really awesome. They are. And, um, <laughs> you know, we're, I'm are. really glad to be at Grafton. I'm, I'm proud to be a Clipper and be a part of this awesome community and this amazing podcast. Dude, yeah, thank you so dope. much. <laughs> this was so fun. Yes. I'm, I'm so proud of where we've been since since the beginning of this broadcast yeah. like started the first episode the idea and we, us sitting oh, yeah. together in a car and talking about everything like, hey, that might happen who we might we talk yeah. to or something like that so and now we're making it a reality so yes. people, we should do a podcast and then like you guys are actually doing it yeah so. dude oh, yeah. it actually so the podcast idea came from me and miss erickson yes which talking she needs together to, and she needs to be on my podcast. she does she has so many insights to share she's an awesome director definitely yeah. helps me on my journey and helps a lot of grafton <laughs> students too so maybe we'll have to work the, those kinks out and get her on here mm -hmm. yep and but mr gavin we still mr. Gavin mr gavin and her here. those need to be my like last two banger podcasts mm -hmm. so that'll be exciting yeah you're definitely going to be on mr gavin's podcast <laughs> let me just say so. that would be an exciting yeah exciting time okay cool. well awesome. thank you i hope you enjoyed this episode yes. of the clipper strong podcast yes. We love you all. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. Go Clippers. Woo.